Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HBR Minute HCI podcast episode, I explore the recent HBR video, How to Quit Your Job. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this HBR Minute HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring the recent HBR video, How to Quit Your Job, the Harvard Business Review Guide. In this video, they lay out how to figure out if it's time to move on to that next phase of your career, and if it is, how to do it right. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. Do you feel like you might want to quit your job? Maybe you're not sure if it's the right time or how to go about doing it. I'm going to walk you through how to make that decision. And if it is time to quit, I'm going to give you some tools to do it right. The first step, of course, is to figure out if quitting is right for you right now. If you've been feeling antsy in your current role, that may be a sign, but you need to dig deeper asking yourself three pointed questions to understand exactly what's wrong. First, am I working for the right organization? Second, am I in the right role? And third, am I positioned for the future career I want? If the answer to any of these questions is no, it's a sign that you need to look for a new opportunity. By focusing on these three questions, you'll get a sense of whether that new opportunity should be with your current employer, which you may like, or if it's time to jump ship to a new organization. For example, if you feel like your boss is holding you back and you're not learning and growing, you might look for a different opportunity in another part of the company. On the other hand, if you like your position, but the whole company is toxic and people are rushing for the exits, you might wanna look for a similar job in a different company. I really appreciate how she starts off this video and lays out very simply three questions that we need to ask ourselves as we're trying to consider whether it's the right time to to try to make a change. And ultimately it comes down to, are we in the right place, in the right role, doing the right things uh, at this point in time in our career development and on our personal life stage? And no one else can answer that question for us. Uh, I, I think we all wrestle from time to time about the idea of moving on, moving to the next thing. And we just need to remember that the grass is not always greener. In fact, it rarely is greener. Now, if we're in an incredibly toxic organizational space or in a, has, we have a toxic leader, then yeah, I think it's, we owe it to ourselves, our mental health, our own career development for, to look into other options. But if, if, our discomfort or our frustrations don't rise to the level of toxicity, 
then we also probably need to take a look inwardly and look at ourselves and look at what we're doing to try to make the most of the situation we're in and make uh, and, and really just try to, to thrive where we're at. So in asking those three questions, we can navigate some of this internal reflection that we need uh, to engage in in order to, to better know whether it's the right time to, to pursue something else. And of course, if we get to that point where we answer those questions and we say, yeah, you know, I, I really don't feel good about where I'm at, what I'm doing, the role that I have, the industry I'm in, I can't answer in a positive way to any of those questions, then it is a good time to start looking. It is a good time to start considering and uh, putting feelers out and letting others know that you might have some interest in pursuing new opportunities. Before giving your notice, it's a good idea to do one last check to see if any of the problems can be fixed. At this point, you've got nothing to lose. Talk to your manager. For example, if the company has announced that everyone needs to come back to the office, but you want to continue working at home, ask if an exception can be made. Or if your salary is your problem, ask for that raise. The answer may be no, but it doesn't hurt to ask before you make the final decision to quit. If you've made a good faith effort and you realize these problems aren't going to be fixed or your boss is the problem, it's time to give yourself permission to quit. I'm a big believer in making a good faith effort to resolve problems before you jump to moving on to the next thing. Like we mentioned earlier, the grass isn't always greener. In fact, every organization has its problems, has its struggles. Uh, and I do believe most bosses, most people try to do right by their people. They try to be good in their jobs. And, you know, I, I don't think many really rise to the level of toxicity. Um, but but having communication challenges, that is super common. Of course it is. Uh, is that all on our boss? Well, a uh, good chance a lot of it's on our boss. But perhaps some of it might be on us too. And so make a good faith effort to to look at the challenges, the problems, try to address them, to be clear and direct about what your expectations are and where those expectations, your team, with your boss, uh, with anyone else, uh, you know, where the problem may lie. And once you've made that good faith effort, you know, perhaps you're able to to work things out and, and move things forward in a positive direction. Uh, just think about, you know, like any relationship, any marriage, uh, you're going to have to deal with communication challenges. You're going to have to deal with, you know, sometimes differing priorities and working through that. Uh, it's not always a good idea to just jump ship and go to the next thing. So as long as, as we give it a good faith effort, uh, then, like she says at the very end of that clip, we need to give ourselves permission to move on. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think making a good, a good faith effort is really important. Because if we don't make that good faith effort and then we move on, we may second guess ourselves. We may have those regrets. We may have buyer's remorse when we move on to the next thing. But if we know we made every effort, every reasonable effort to make it work at our previous job, uh, and then for our own mental health, our own uh, professional development, our own career development, our own life and work satisfaction, we make the choice to leave, then you know we can feel comfortable with that decision, that big life change that we just made. Even if the next job isn't great, we know that the previous job wasn't for us and we can keep looking. The very first person you want to tell 
is your manager. You may be tempted to leak the news to close colleagues or confidants, but that can be dangerous. After all, you don't want your boss finding out the news before you have a chance to explain your reasoning. And your relationship with your boss is really important. Even if you don't like them, even if you don't plan to ever see them again, Remember, you will need them as a reference in the future, so it's good to leave on good terms. So tell your manager and tell them right away, don't put it off. As stressful as this conversation can be for everyone, especially you, most managers want as much advance notice as possible. And when you have the conversation, cut right to the chase. Don't beat around the bush. Tell them clearly, I've decided to move on to the next chapter of my career, and I'm committed to making this transition as smooth as possible. Once you've done that self-reflection and analysis and you've decided that, yes, you know, I can't really work through the issues here at, in my current role at this company, and you've made the decision to move on, be direct with your boss. Your boss really should be the first person that you talk to, the first person uh, that you give that indication to. And and if you've been trying to work things out with them in the first place, it shouldn't be any huge surprise to them that you're unhappy or that things aren't quite working out you know, the way that you had hoped or, or expectations aren't being met. I don't believe as a manager, as a leader, blindsiding your people. Um, you know, if, if I don't have the guts to have a, a hard conversation with my people and then all of a sudden I decide to fire somebody, because I don't think they're working out. That's on me. That's that's a horrible way to lead. And I, I think the flip side is true too. Um, I, I need to have the courage as an employee to have those conversations with my boss and let them know where I stand and let them understand where maybe they're lacking or maybe things aren't working out the way I'd hoped. So uh, assuming that you're able to have kind of that interaction, that kind of dialogue, then when the time comes that you've just really made the decision Give them the common courtesy of just letting them know, letting them know that you've made a decision to move on. Uh, ultimately, that will help you maintain a good relationship with your boss when you leave, even if your boss is the reason that you're leaving. Um, you, you can maintain that, that etiquette. You can ma maintain that professionalism. If you start to just grumble to everyone else and you start to... to uh, just share and it starts to spread around the workplace and amongst your team uh, that that you're unhappy, that that you're looking to leave and blah, blah, blah. If, if that's the way you approach it, it just comes across as unprofessional. Uh, and ultimately, you, you want to maintain good relationships with your coworkers. You want to maintain good relationship with your boss once you have left and moved on to the next role. So make sure you talk to them, talk to them first, be clear, be direct and give them a chance to understand where you're coming from. Now, you may be wondering, what reason do I give for why I'm quitting? And this is one of those rare occasions where it might be best not to be 100% truthful, especially if you hate working for that boss and that's why you're leaving. Instead, keep the reasons tightly focused on your needs and career goals. Frame it around what you want to do instead a new role, a new industry, a new career, or just the need to shake things up for yourself. If your boss senses you're blaming them, you risk burning an important bridge. Remember that reference you're gonna need from them? If and when the time comes, you talk to your boss, you let them know that you're gonna leave, 
what do you say, why, what's the reason you give them, ultimately you don't really need to give them any reason. Uh, you certainly can choose uh, how you want to frame it and you can choose what you want to share. I would just suggest and recommend that you don't overshare, uh, especially if if they're part of the reason, especially if you really are disgruntled and really have a lot of frustrations and complaints about the organization. Uh, at that point, um, it doesn't really do you much good if you unload on them and and go out in the huff. It may feel good, like in the moment emotionally, it may feel cathartic to be able to just tell off your boss and, and barge out of, of the office and say, I quit and, and stomp off. That might feel good in the moment, but that's not going to actually help you in the long run. Uh, you, you need to maintain relationships. You need to uh, maintain collegiality and professionalism. And if, if you're struggling to frame it in a positive way, you know, that it's going to be best for you and for your career and for your family or whatever the case may be, if you're struggling with that, then then you don't really have to tell them anything. Just say, you know, I, I, I have another opportunity and leave it at that. Uh, and don't get into all of the messiness of the reason why you're leaving at that point. Leave that for an exit interview when HR contacts you and wants to know. And at that point, you can, you can share more openly. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, Bluer Than Indigo Leadership the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue. What some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There's no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of our problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. How long should you plan to stay after giving your notice? The quick answer, not too long and not too short. As you probably know, giving two weeks notice is customary. But you might consider offering to stay longer, especially if you're in a position that's senior and you can help train your successor. On the other hand, you don't want to give too much notice, say longer than three months. You'll start to be treated as an outsider and you don't want to be remembered as the person who hung around for too long. So ideally you want to allow enough time so that your manager and coworkers don't feel like you left them in the lurch, but not so much time that things start to get weird. So how much notice you give your boss really just depends on your role, it depends on the company, it depends on the burden that you leaving will put on them. In many cases, once you give notice, the organization doesn't really want you sticking around anymore. Uh, they, they want you to go and move on to your next thing and then they'll replace you. 
Uh, in other in other situations, they really want a nice runway and they want to be able to have you train up the next person. And so they might want a longer amount of time if it's possible for you to give it to them. And, and so ultimately, I would just say, like she said in the clip, you know, try to do what makes sense in that specific role. There's no one size fits all. The two week notice uh, thing, you know, that that's a general rule of thumb, I suppose. But I think nowadays that's less and less of a of a uh, a rule of thumb even that ultimately it just really, really depends. Try to give enough notice that you're not uh, hindering the organization and their ability to continue doing what they're doing. Show courtesy, show professionalism. Um, but you know, you also need to look out for yourself and, and once the time comes that you've decided to move on and the organization seems good, they don't need you sticking around, don't stick around and you don't need to necessarily even stay for two weeks. Uh, I have to admit it. I, I, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I don't feel bad about it either. I've had jobs where I let them know and I gave them just a couple days notice. Uh, and you know what? They were fine and they really didn't need me there any longer and I needed to move on, and uh, it, it, it was totally fine. Ultimately, do what makes sense. Now, I'm a professor now, and if I were to just tell my boss today, I quit, I'm leaving, that would put them and that would put my students in a hard position. And so, you know, obviously, that's not the kind of thing I would do in this kind of a role. In this kind of a role, I want to give them as much runway as possible, let them know, you know, the way academic calendars work and the way that uh, planning works in universities, you know, I'm going to try to let them know probably, you know, up to a year in advance of when I'm planning to leave, uh, just so they can get their ducks in a row and, and search for the next professor. Um, but that's not how it works in most uh, organizations, and most organizations don't need that kind of runway. So just be thoughtful, be courteous, uh, be professional, and do what makes sense for your role. After you've given your notice, you have two primary goals. One, help with the smooth transition of your tasks and responsibilities, and two, solidify any relationships with coworkers you hope to stay in touch with. Transferring your work to others may include helping to hire your replacement or handing off your projects to existing colleagues. You may propose some ideas about how to do this, but let your manager make the final decisions. You should also use some of your remaining time to connect with colleagues. Go out to lunch or coffee. Be explicit that you want to stay in touch and be thankful for any opportunities they've given you. Consider giving personal notes to your manager, any mentors, and any close colleagues. No matter how you felt about the job or the people, you want to be remembered as thoughtful and professional. Now that you're leaving and people know that you're leaving and they know the time frame of when you are leaving, uh, make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible and make sure that you maintain uh, and sustain, you know, and, and keep positive any relationships that are going to be important to you in the future. Ultimately, careers are built upon reputation, careers are built upon relationships, and so don't burn bridges. Again, it might feel good to, to uh, stomp out in a huff um, because you're upset at someone or, or, or multiple people even, um, but ultimately, you know, we we're, we don't live in a vacuum and we don't work in a vacuum and we need to collaborate and we need to um, lean on each other professionally as we go throughout our careers. So make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible. Uh, ease the burden of the organization as you're leaving. Make it uh, a more simple 
transition in a more simple process to the extent possible and and make sure that uh, everyone around you knows that you appreciate them, that you are grateful for the time that you've had to work with them, that it's been a meaningful opportunity for you to learn and grow, that you appreciate the relationships, that you want to stay in touch, you know, uh, even if it's just on LinkedIn, uh, just being genuine and authentic about how you want to stay connected uh, and, and make an effort to, to maintain those relationships over time, that will really serve you well. A lot of times in the moment, we can't think of why it really matters. And we just think, I'm just going to burn this down. I'm going to burn these bridges. Who cares? I'm never going back to that organization. That may be true. You may never go back, but we don't know what the future holds. We don't know, um, you know, maybe someday you'll be working for one of those colleagues at a new organization. You want to make sure that they remember you well, that they, they remember that you were a good colleague, a good person to work with, a good friend, uh, someone that they could get stuff done with and that you are professional. And ultimately, if that's your focus as you're going out the door, uh, you'll put yourself in the best possible situation for years to come. Okay, that's a lot. So here's a quick summary. If you're thinking of quitting, ask yourself what the real problem is. Is it your boss? Is it the position? Is it the team you're on or the company? Knowing that will help influence what you should do next. If you do decide to quit, Make one last check to see if there's anything that can be fixed that will change your mind. If not, tell your manager right away and tell them clearly. And don't leave the impression that they're the reason you're leaving, even if they are. If you can, offer to stay to help with the transition, but don't overstay once you've given your notice. And nurture your relationships with your coworkers who you hope to stay in touch with. You're leaving the job, but you need to maintain your network of former colleagues, even your boss. I appreciate the summary at the end. There were a lot of tips laid out here throughout the various clips of this video. Uh, ultimately, making a decision whether or not to leave your current role and move either to a new role in the same organization or to a new organization altogether, you know, that's a hard thing that has a wide uh, ranging implications for your life, for your career, for your professional development. And so we shouldn't take it lightly. We should definitely be thoughtful about it. Um, but if we're unhappy, if we're unfulfilled, if uh, we're not doing things that will help us progress in our career the way we want to progress, you know, and, and it, what we're doing now won't help us get to our long-term goals, then yeah, it's, it's going to be time to make a change. And that's okay. And, and I think most people understand that. So don't be shy about doing what's right for you and for your family. Uh, don't... Uh, don't hesitate to take that step when necessary, but make sure you've done, you know, the the your homework. Be thoughtful about it. Uh, try to maintain your relationships as best you can as you're exiting. And if you do all those things, ultimately you'll be able to um, make a smooth transition, or at least a smoother transition. Move on to your next opportunity. Maintain the relationships uh, with your colleagues. Maintain your professional network, and you'll be in a better position in the long run. Uh, you never know what's going to come 10 years down the road. Uh, oftentimes, I, you know, I think back, I'm, I'm kind of mid-career right now, and I think about many of the opportunities I have today, and they're built upon relationships and networking that has been in place for a decade and a half. Uh, things that, you know, I laid the groundwork for, you know, 10, 15 years ago um, that didn't produce any immediate sort of positive outcome other than just, you know, meaningful relationships, um, ultimately, you know, 
years later, all of a sudden, new business opportunities arise, new uh, collaborative opportunities uh, come about that otherwise wouldn't have if I hadn't have developed and then maintained those relationships. So don't burn bridges or that you're thoughtful uh, about the process of exiting and moving on to the next role. Uh, and, and remember that the grass isn't always greener. Uh, you may not be happy in your current job, um, but that doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be more happy in the next job. So also look inward, look at yourself, look at how you interact with your colleagues, look at your expectations, um, and, and do the best you can to thrive within the environment you're in. And when that doesn't work, uh, when that's not making the needed changes, then of course, by all means, move on to the next opportunity. Ultimately, we want to thrive in our life. We want to have meaning and purpose in our work. We want to develop in our career. We want to continually learn and grow. And whether that happens in your current organization or it happens in the next organization, uh, you know, ultimately that's up to us and we get to grapple with that and make those decisions. I really appreciate this video. I really enjoy um, all the tips that they provided. I, I think uh, some excellent food for thought. I hope it was helpful for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. alchemy of truly remarkable leadership, ordinary everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years with increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition. The average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.